Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Yes! Hey. I am your host, as always, Brad Hamilton from Alaska. Joining me today, my co-host, Tommy Johnson from Chicago. What up? I am uh, Exioc. That's me. Good job. You did also, it this time. He did the thing. He always Thank forgets. you, everybody. Mm-hmm. Also with us from Washington, nice and green and muddy, we got that wolf. <laughs> 25 hours a day, eight days a week here. I'm playing Hirak. Mm-hmm. And we got Jeffrey Leadham and hey. his girlfriend today. Nope, uh, fiance. Sorry. Watch yourself there. There we go. Yeah, yeah watch it, Brad. I got a special guest, quiet fiance in the background. But yes, I am playing Nathaniel Kent. Very human, very monk. I have a quick update for everybody. Ooh, let's hear it. Uh, I got a letter of acceptance from the Department of Chemistry at the University of Iowa State today. Hey! Woo! Congrats! Congratulations. Into Going their PhD back to program. Iowa. The best of all so, destinations. They, Tommy, there you that's, go. That's incredible. <laughs> Thank so you. Thank you. I literally just opened the mail before getting on, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm nice. so happy we can share this moment with all these people who tuned in for a D&D podcast. Right? Hey, well, you can cut it out. Okay. I'm proud of you. <laughs> for today's episode, I will be actively trying to kill you. Good. So I thought that was yesterday or last time. But this time, like, you will actually You're gonna probably You're going to try die. harder? So, oh, you're... dang. Do you have a respawn? Yes. Game over. Press X to respawn. So just in case we have some people joining the podcast for the first time, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give a recap of the general adventure up to this date. So our okay. adventurers were across the board, never had met each other, but all happened to have their paths meet in the desert village of Destun with some strange folk about and mysteries around the city. They met up in a tavern and after a bar fight, got to know each other rather quickly and were all then hired on an excursion to deliver some supplies out to a dig site. Upon arriving at that dig site and after fighting off a giant scorpion, the wandering heroes managed to see that it was all empty and abandoned. They went further to investigate and found the entrance to a mysterious set of ruins that lie beneath the dunes. They entered in and fought their way through a couple of giant bugs and solved some puzzles in a mysterious citadel that looks like it had been completely buried beneath the sand, only to find their way into underneath said citadel, deep, deep into the dungeon, into a set of catacombs. And last episode, fought their way through a sunken part into a sort of incubation chamber for for, uh, some sort of wrapped cloth undead creatures. And then from there made their way into what looked like a blast chamber of some sort and very tenuously made their way through that and now are back and standing, looking down a long corridor. Uh, Any important details you guys want to pick up on from last time just to throw in there? Now I'm, uh, or Exioc is thoroughly scared of water at this point. Uh, because of his encounter with the sea creatures uh, of unknown origin in that waterlogged hallway. And he's also angry with Nate for dragging him into that situation. Mm. So we'll we'll see how it plays out. Goblin boy's a wuss. Oh, wait one second. I have one thing. The last thing we heard yeah, that's was a creepy person saying our bird bard's name correct. That's what I was going to say. So as you guys are staring. All right, let's jump in. You guys are standing in the circular chamber above the blast chamber. There are random little uh, broken, it looks like old alchemical devices that are across the walls, but only one entryway aside from the stairs that lead down into the blast chamber. This entryway is arched and leads down a smooth stone corridor into darkness further than our goblin's dark vision can see and further than the low light will let the eyes travel. As you guys are staring down here, you hear just a very faint followed by a low laugh. (laughs) I look at the bird. I also look at the bird. What have you got? What have you brought me into? Stalactites. The sound of stalactites falling sound like my name. Oh, Eric Coker, Insight I take their names from... <laughs> you don't need an insight check to know that he shook. You you can't trick these ears, and uh, Xeox ears 
stick out straight from his his head and he glares at um Hirok black or brown eyes just flaring with anger. Look, guys, I've been with you the whole time. We don't like I don't know anything more than you do. I don't know what's down there. This isn't my you know it's not like I've been here before or anything. Then how would this mysterious voice know your name? I don't want to move anywhere from here until you explain yourself. I don't know. Maybe it heard one of you clowns saying it out loud or something. I, I've never been here in my life. You seem pretty You've shook. never been here in your life. Yeah. Do you know of what's happened here? No. I. If I would have, then we would have probably gone through those puzzles a lot faster and I wait that does make sense wait a second Nate did you know how to solve that puzzle upstairs I didn't know that combo you didn't know that combo this bird here knew the combo well yeah because the guy I talked to the dude guy the the feller and he said count the days I don't buy it just just for the record, I'd like to have my insight check noted. It is a 19. Alright. Here, I'll go ahead and give me a contested roll. Okay. Uh, is this just a straight dice roll, or what am I using? So, if you're trying to convince him you're telling the truth, then it's persuasion. If you're trying to deceive him, it's a deception. Your boy rolled a 15. However, All right. the word, I am telling the truth. So maybe he doesn't believe me still, or my confidence I don't know how is that royally shook. He, he beat me in the contest. Exactly. Ah. Yes. I uh, I have a little shifty. Uh, I gave a little shifty eyes towards our bird bard from now on. My blind faith has been uncovered. I don't know what to think right now. I know the direction that we still must go. Oh yeah, I'm not going back downstairs. Hey, bird. I think yeah. you should lead the way this time. Well, I don't have... I light a torch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Hirak is still extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> Even more so now. <laughs> I like how the table is like just I'd like to uh, whisper yeah. to the goblin, <clears throat> stay in the shadows, hide behind us, let me be the bait. I nod in agreement and put on my hood, slinking into the shadows. And I whisper, I bird lead us to I don't know to whatever you know is coming ahead I would like to walk in tandem with the bird as to not force uh-huh. him to you know be too far ahead of me but like I'm next to him oh. hey. alrighty uh, I guess we're walking down the I have a tor- I don't know if I said it but I have a torch also yeah you do you guys begin walking down this hallway go ahead and give me investigation checks That's not going to cut it. Dang it. Eight. Two. Four. Yikes. All right. So this hallway, you can tell that it's made of smooth stone in that it was probably carved out by hand or by some other means, not a natural formation, and continues down for 40 feet, 50 feet, 60 feet, on and on down this dark chamber. You feel the ground slowly begin to slope downwards until you guys are traveling at a 30 degree angle you've been traveling for about 100 feet down this passageway when you come to the end of it and it is a another stone archway much like the one that you entered into and it leads into another dark chamber as you guys enter into this room you see it is large probably 20 feet tall and to the left and right you see there are different pickaxes and ropes and lanterns that are scattered about most of them are broken you see to the left and right there are cubby holes like the ones that you saw when you first came into this dungeon area but these ones are much larger and they have weird glyphs that all around them and you see most of them are completely busted in and broken Hanging out of one of them, you see a arm of a skeleton just hanging out, and you see a few bones scattered across the ground. On the far wall, you see that there is a doorway probably 20 feet across, and or 20 feet across from you is the doorway, and all around it are these markings in the same language that you've been seeing this whole time. The door looks like it's been tampered with in some way, as far as you can tell. 
I'm gonna go investigate the cubbies, but not. I don't want to open them yet. I just want to look at them. I'm. I'm afraid they're trapped. Did, did we tie ourselves together at this point? Or are we we're untied? We're untied uh, at this I think, point. I think okay, we're untied. Okay. I just wanted yeah. to make sure. I would like to go check the bone body. So most of these cubby holes, like drawers, almost like you would see in morgue. And imagine if a stainless steel morgue was made of stone and Ugh. like fantasy flavored. Ew. And you see most of these cubbies have been broken in to some extent. The one that you see the arm hanging out, you dig away some of the rubble a little bit enough to see that there are the remains of tattered robes that cover a uh, skeletal body. It is unmoving. It doesn't move at all as you approach it. You see that there was some sort of inscription on the front of the cubby hold that has been since destroyed. Mm. And then you see there is one that is right above it, probably eight feet off the ground. And that cubby does still look intact. And you can read out the inscription on that. And it is written in common. It says Bigby. Bigby? Bigby? Like B-I-G-B-Y or like yes. big space B? Uh, you were right the first time. Oh, okay. I would like to open that one. All right. Oh, dang. Go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> dang it. That's a nat 20 to bring it to a 25. Ooh. Nice. Wonderful. But does that beat 30? Just kidding. I don't know how high it would be. <laughs> so instead, you only take four points of piercing damage. Oh, snap. As you try on the handle for this thing to open it up, and immediately uh, you feel a latch come undone as a spike protrudes directly into your fist. Ah! I don't like that. You manage to get your hand out of the way enough time that you are still able to open up this drawer and crack it open. You feel a smell of rust or must and uh, rot come out uh, as soon as you do. And you look inside and you can see that this looks like a fully well-preserved person that is inside of here and as soon as the oxygen hits the body you see the skin start to wither away and decay Mm -hmm. as his form crumples back into a pile of bones you look inside as you pull it out and you see clenched to his chest is a single piece of parchment that looks untethered by or untouched by time i would like to run as he opens that i would like to move over to inspect with him yeah, I, I would like. What would What's it what say? would what would it what would I need to do to remove it without messing with the body too much? Uh, I'm gonna call that a dexterity check. Dexterity check. Maybe slide a hand slide if hand. it's better for you. It is. Uh, so that is a fifteen slide of hand. All right, you very gingerly reach into this coffin cubby and take away the parchment that is being clutched in his hand. You feel like his hand twitches just a little bit, but then you're sure it's just your imagination. And you pick it up and uh, remove it and clutch it to your chest as you uh, step back down. I hand it to our goblin friend. Uh, I take it and read it. You know that these are arcane sigils, but this is beyond anything that you've ever read before. It's not a language. These, It's a <sighs> spell scroll. You know, this looks a lot... S- looks very similar to uh, some of the writings in my in my journal here i'm just gonna i can't read it but i'm gonna i'm gonna hold on to this i'm gonna tuck it in, pull out my journal and tuck it in the pages of it all right um i'm looking at the the cubbies that have like runes on them i think you said i'm not trying to open them yep. i'm just trying to look at them it rolled a 19 plus 2 21 uh that's for arcana check uh that's investigation well, this would be an arcana check. Okay. Uh, 19 plus 1, 20. Okay. That's enough to know that these mark some sort of abjuration, which is the school of magic that is designed for shields and barriers. It Ooh. looks like these were made to hold something in place and that they have now been busted through, but it looks like all of the skeletons that were here are still dead. So, so um, are there any other entrances to the room? Just the one that was across from you guys. I would like to advise them about traps. Just uh, <laughs> show like gesture like calmly, not 
screaming or anything like that, but just gesture towards my fist where they see quite a lot of blood actually coming out of it. But I'm just like, this place is booby-trapped. Proceed with caution. I scoff and say, I can handle myself. And I uh, make my way over to the the other entryway and uh, peer down. So the other entryway is marked by a door. So it's a, it's a oh, closed door. Oh, there's a door in front uh, of it? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a closed door. Uh, is there a keyhole? Yeah, now that you get closer to it, it looks like it is just gilded um, iron-covered wood that looks like it is slightly ajar. So you can see that it was opened at one point. Okay, uh, can I... I would like to look through the crack in the door. Sure. Uh, you're peering into darkness. Can't see anything? Nope. You see that there's maybe like... 10 feet of hallway in front of it, but you can't see anything beyond that. Okay, well, it seems like we can uh, keep moving forward, everyone. Do you want to take a look and see if we can find anything useful in this room before we do? Sure, but I would like to check for traps first. Uh, Okay, so with that, I'm going to look for, like, any sort of, like, journals or, you know, any identifying information that could be found about the people that were here before that left the lanterns. Sure. You know, looking to see if I would find, you know, like how in the fire room I found that journal. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's going to be 17 plus 4, 21. All right. Yeah, you can see that these are tools that are not very old. They look definitely a more modern make. Uh, they have a thin layer of dust on them, letting you know that they've been here for a little while. But using context clues, you can see this is probably the same equipment that was used by the people that were coming in to investigate. It looks like they got this far. Well, it looks like the ex- excavators were here not too long ago, but I don't see any sort of identifying information. Neither uh, our point of contact, what was his name, Raldo, or uh, the Baron. I see nothing. So I say we keep moving. Let's go. Yeah, I'm done with that. You guys crack open the door a little bit more out of this chamber and start walking forward into the darkness. You get about 10 feet forward before you feel the ground underneath start to shift just a little bit and you put a stop to everyone and you look down and across from you, you cannot see where the path continues because it opens up into an abyss. The ceiling is probably about 50 feet above you. You can just barely make it out. And the ground drops out to a very, very long fall that you cannot see the bottom of. As you peer over the edge, looking down, you can see just the ever faintest swirling green mist down at the very bottom. Hmm. Um, And the side of the walls are smooth? The walls are gone now. It's opened up into a large raven or like a cavern. Okay, and literally we can't see any other sort of structure. It's just black ahead of us, like no path on the other side or no wall on the other side. It just looks with your fifty empty. feet of dark vision, you can't see anything now. Okay. Um, although you you also have torches lit, so that extends your vision to like a hundred fifty feet, right? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, something like that. So with that, you can see the far wall and maybe a hundred feet across you can see that there is some sort of structure. You can't quite make it out if it's like protrusion from the wall, like a stair, or if it's a door, or if it's like an entry to a hallway. You can't really tell what it is. A hundred feet, you said? Yes. All right. Uh, so I squint my eyes, standing right at the edge there, looking ahead, and I say, I could just make out a path to the other side, but there's no way that we could make it that far. Hmm. I uh, at at that point I look down, and go, and uh, spit a loogie down into the cavern, pulling my my uh, hood off my head and uh, perking my ears forward, listening intently for the sound of it hitting the ground. Sure, I'm gonna call that a perception check. Dang, and oh baby, that's a crit twenty, twenty one total. Ooh, very nice. It is dead silent in here, apart from the breathing of your uh, companions. You spit your loogie down here into this hole, and you see it travel for a little way, but then it disappears from sight. And you just barely 
here it hit the bottom it looks like it disappeared through the mist just a little bit and hit the ground now did it sound like a splat or did it sound like a plop like a splat hmm. that's a long fall and a hard ending can i do a how far down is the green mist it's about 100 feet down can i do some sort of is that an arcana check or some sort of investigation on that if i recognize it in any way sure i don't know what this would be probably arcana right i'll call call it arcana uh 14 14 definitely familiar hard to know from where but you've definitely seen this before somewhere okay how tall is the roof it's about 50 feet up light from the torch makes it look like it's just a smooth cavern ceiling Okay, I uh, I start pacing back and forth, turning away from the the cavern ahead of us, and I uh, start thinking. And through through my thinking, I kind of start thinking out loud. I'm like, so it's like it's like a hundred feet across and got fifty feet of it. How long is the the ropes? Like a hundred fifty feet. All right, let's see. Uh, and if I could just oh, and that's all of a sudden my eyes flash, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I think I might have an idea. Um, and with that, I uh, pull out of my bag the uh, the rod, the movable rod, mm-hmm. and I t- and I say, "Who has the rope?" We all have some rope. I think we have rope. Yeah. I thought we had one 150 foot rope. Oh well, then I'm definitely carrying that. Brad, is that is that correct? Correct. Okay. And then with this, I I go, I pull out my journal and I lay it on the ground, flip through it, pull up the page with Mage Hand, and I'm and I uh, start doing a little incantation uh, without explaining myself. I tie oh. the rope, I tie the rope to the mage to the rod, and then all of a sudden the ethereal mist comes from my hand and grabs the rod, and I start bringing it out to the top of the of the cavern, the fifty feet up, and I get push the button right there in the middle while I hold on to the other end of the rope. That works. That's pretty incredible. Okay, so 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 the rope is just hanging there. So what would that be? If it's 50 feet up, 50 feet across, what's the hypotenuse there? Oh, wait, are you trying to get across the cavern or to the bottom of it? Oh, we're trying to get across. This swing. is a swing. We're trying to swing across, right? Yeah. Okay. Is what is my thought right now. So so I I lock the the rod in place and I have the the mage hand disappear into uh little sparkles as I stop the cantation. We might need you to use that and give mage a tug hand. on the rope. Oh, oh, you have the rope in your hand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have one hand one, one end of it. I'd like to just whisper the ones who can do that should stay over here while the ones who can't should go across first. Uh, well, sounds good to me. I give it a tug. Well, Nate, you're the biggest of us. Think you can give give it a good jump and see what you can do? <laughs> yeah, uh, hold the rope there. And then I go and I go backwards 30 feet. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, hold on. Uh, if you, you fall, me like I me. mean, that's, that's gotta be death, right? That's an instant, like, that's disintegration down there, right? Like. We should tie a rope to you so if you fall, we can at least pull you back up or something. You know, Bird Bard, for an adventurer, you do a lot too much of this thinking thing. <laughs> I'm like, well, he's not wrong, and I, I I tie the end of the rope around your waist, but that still gives you about, like, 50 feet of rope to work with with the swing or something. Yeah. So you can, I have, like, I have slack loop. of, like, 50 feet. Just or... out of curiosity, is anybody right next to the edge right now? I would be... Yeah, within like a foot or two of the edge. All right. As you're standing here, you can see that the green mist is slowly getting higher as you guys have been standing here. Ooh. Let's move back. I, I, do I perceive that? You do. Uh, Nate, the mist is getting higher. Uh, let's let's make a move. Double time. If you don't make it, I can get. To, I can. I think I'll be able to pull you back. You see me step of the wind immediately, and with this, like all of a sudden, I I pull down. 
You guys haven't seen me do this yet, but I pulled down my hair and let my man pony fly. I keep it up in a oh! tight bun. Oh. And just a gust of wind pushes back as, like, I step of the wind to produce myself to move twice as fast and be able to jump twice as far. And I sprint from 30 feet away, and I take a huge leap and swing is what I'm trying to do. Mm, spend that key point. Yep, I did. <laughs> All right, you guys see Nate in a flurry of movement run and leap into oblivion. My eyes go wide. The rope goes taut as his body arcs downwards and swings. Nate, I need to give you to give me a dexterity saving throw. As the bottom <sighs> of your arc goes down into the cavern, your feet ever so closely come next to the tendrils of green smoke. Was I not able to reach the end? Uh, uh, it, it's at the bottom of your pendulum swing. Okay. But I barely took yeah, dexterity saving throw. Uh, it's a 16. All right. You managed to kick, kick your feet up and just barely miss it. Okay. As you're going through, you hear a voice in your head, not audibly through your ears, just in your head go, Hirak! as you are swinging through, and you make it all the way up to the other side. Very nice. As you get closer to here, uh, do you have your torch in hand, by the way? Uh, No. I, Wait, uh, has he landed yet? Yeah, so you've you've completed the arc of your pendulum swing. As you come up to the opposite side, you can see that there is a two-foot ledge that you might just be able to grasp onto. Yes. You can barely make it out with the low torch light. Yep. And uh, with that 16, I'll allow you to also grab and get your feet planted here on this far edge. Cool. Woo! Um, I let out a shout. Nice. I'd start doing a little dance. You could just see a little goblin just like bopping back and forth, ears I'd, flopping. I do a little song on my thing, just a quick just a quick jingle while you're doing the dance. <laughs> and at this point I say, and this is great because only I have to do this next, Hirak or Bird Boy. You got those wings. Well, I I mean I still need to use the rope. I can uh I can't fly. You can't fly? No, look, the green mist is rising. We'll, we, I'll, we'll, From the other side of the cavern, you guys later. hear we'll... the, hey, we need to go. And I light a torch on my end and I go, we might need a new plan. I don't know if you guys are going to make this jump with the with the green smoke rising. Um, and I would like to attempt to tie, or actually, no, I'm just going to hold myself firm and prepare to be a, like, weight load. For them to be able to crawl across on the rope if they move it to where they're at. All right, Say so what? you have the rope on your end right now. Yep. They don't have a rope. I know. Right you got to move the spectral hand thingy again. What's the range on Mage Hand? Great cue. Let me pull it up. I think it's either 60 or 30 feet. 30 feet. Uh-oh. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Nate, I shout across the the cavern. The bird says he can't fly. Our bird can't fly? No. <laughs> I say very condescendingly. <laughs> Look, I can get bullied later. We should we should keep going. <laughs> As you guys are standing here, you can see a green light start to emit from below you. The mist starts coming up ever so slightly more. It looks like a slow-turning tornado of green mist that is coming up from the base of this chamber. Hirok, as you're looking into it, your eyes go wide and you're mesmerized, and you swear you can see a face in the mist. Meanwhile, I shout, Nate, Nate, what can you see on the other side? Uh, with my torch, what do I see on this side? So, with your torch looking around, all you are standing right now is this ledge. You look up and left and around, and you see that there is another stone step like the one that you're standing on right now about three feet above you and in front of you, almost like stairs that are in the wall, but not meant for a person. Oh, good thing. I would like to use my full climbing speed of 40 feet to just dart up these real quick. Assassin's Creed style. So I'm like hanging you on the edge You take a quick skip off of the wall and parkour your way up to the yes. next platform. Yes. Um, yes. You can see that these continue up for quite a ways going in the opposite direction of what uh, Exioc was able to see before. Um, you, you think you could keep going if you needed to. I was like, wait, I found something. 
that I'm going to, I guess, continue to move, uh, hopefully with enough time to uh, give them a chance to get away from this green smoke. What do you see? Cutting back to our other guys. Oh, yeah, Hirok, Hirok just saw the face. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, Hirok. Okay. <sighs> oh, wise uh, bird. 11 yeah. plus 1, 12. 12. Okay. You you feel a presence press onto your mind. Uh-oh. A thin wisp of green smoke comes and just ever so slightly tickles your talon. And you feel a flash of pain in your mind. Wait, it's at the edge already? Yeah, it looks Uh-oh. like it's moving like its own snake-like mind, like worming its way up and through. Hirok, you have a vision of standing again in the blast chamber. You see that there is a bowl with arcane runes uh, carved into it. It's made of black onyx, and there is a green light coming from the inside. You feel yourself look to the left and the right, and all of a sudden there's a bright flash, and then you are back in your own senses as the tendril withdraws. You see now the green smoke has now risen to be level with you guys, and all of a sudden starts evaporating and disappears. Well, that's convenient. I peer down into the abyss. Yep. Nate, Nate, you look down as you're hopping up these stairs, and you see that the green light has completely disappeared. That's not weird. I say to Hirak, do we we have any extra torches? You can see with this torchlight that now you can make out the base of whatever this ravine is, and it looks like it is a smooth stone ground with a single hole in the very center of it right beneath you guys, about 100 feet down. Wait, say it again. So it's about 100 feet down, and then a smooth stone floor on the ground with a hole in the center of it. How big is the hole? It would be hard to see from here, but... I I think I see where the mist went. It looks more like a shadow than anything else, but you can use deduction to realize it's a hole. Seems like there was a drain down there. Or an entryway. I don't know. I think our best bet is up. Okay. Nate, any luck? Boing. What's at boing, the? Have you made boing? it? <laughs> yeah. Boing. Boing. Just I just look up and you're just still like mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed bouncing off the walls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You make it up to the roof of this cavern and you push up and you feel like it's a trap door above you, but you can tell that it's locked. And you said trap. You see Wait, anything? Trap door? Like it's yeah, like the bottom side of a trap door. You know, uh, you know, like, a, like a, a horizontal like, door. Right, a hatch. Not oh, like a so like someone door. would walk over the top and it would. No, correct. like and like supposed the to, top. It's of supposed the... to drop them into the pit. I think it's supposed to. Oh, drop, drop them in the person into the pit. Yeah. Oh. And the, no, no he, like I think a, he just means like like a hatch it's right above the the stairway. So it's a way for someone that was above to get down here. Or below to get up. Nate, what do you see? We got a locked door up here. I can handle that. I go, how are you going to get here? Toss me the rope. I cautiously untie the rope for myself, now realizing that, you know, if I fall, this guy all the way up here. And uh, you guys see the rope swing down towards you. All right, I'm looking to you, Brad. Does the rope make it back? You can probably catch the momentum of it at like the range of your 30 feet oh you mean only with my hand the mage hand yeah okay yeah so i see it's not going to make it all the way back to us so i quick barely remembering what i had just read i utter the incantation and quick send out a little silver hand and grab the rope and pull it back Mm -hmm. yep you've got it i uh i take the end and i turn i turn to hirak i'm like your turn and I tie it, tie the end around your waist, and hand you the the slack. Hmm. And I and I look expectantly. I think we should. I think we should head downward. But well, let's check out this way, I guess first. And then I try to swing across. I guess. <laughs> oh, Matt doesn't have much confidence in this. <laughs> <laughs> so Hirok, I'm gonna say, go ahead and give me a acrobatics check on this. Okay. Step of the wind kind of negated that for Nate, but you're probably going to need it. Oh, uh, 23. Nice. Yeah. 
you deftly get your claws to secure on the far side as well. Nate, looking back, you see the bird bard and are realizing now that the stairs that you have been bounding up also continued down the other direction leading further into the cavern below. Ah. Nice. Sorry, that was not exact. That was just me. Way to go, bird boy. Thanks. I yelled down at you. I, I yelled down. You don't have to make the jump. It looks like the stairs go down to the bottom as well. You can just. No, he has to. I think he has to make it over down. and then can go down, right? The stairs are only on the side that we're on. Well, I Correct. think Jeffrey's saying he could. If, that the rope could reach the bottom. Yeah. Since it's 100 oh, right. feet down and the oh, rope's okay, like 150 feet. Yeah, I'm saying he could just climb down to the bottom and then find where the stairs start. Mm hmm. Well, I want to check out that door, so pass me the rope. <laughs> okay. Uh, I throw it across. I reach out the mage hand, not even uh, chancing it this time, and I uh, grab hold of the rope and pull it, pulling it back to myself. Tie it around my waist. Tie that. Tie that. I tie the end around my waist. Take a step back. Pull it taut. And I roll my dice. Uh, that is going to be an 18 total to Good my enough. acrobatics check. Uh, Hirak, are you still standing on that same ledge? Uh, yeah. I can right. move back if I see him coming towards me, though. Or yeah, maybe it's bit, help him grab. You guys are both small enough that uh, you help him land securely on it. You guys are all now across this ravine with the stairs that are uh, about three or four feet between them. I'm four feet tall. They're more of slabs that come out of the wall than actual stairs. Uh-huh. And so Nate was having to kind of parkour off the walls in order to get up them. But you guys are going to have a little bit harder time getting up here. <laughs> so, so now that we're over there, wait, how tall are you, Matt? Uh, Not tall. Let me see. I think I'm like just below five feet. Well, you'd have an easier... Uh, time than me i'm only four feet tall so literally uh, some of these steps are above my head or four feet is like the highest they are we can rugrats our way up where we like lift each other and then pull each other up and (laughs) all right yeah so i i uh, i look at at the ledge and i'm like (sighs) all right i'll have to put aside my uh my reservations here and i put my hands together you know uh down around like my knee area interlocking my fingers to give him a, a, a boost nice thanks and i step on it and go up i'm very light so it's not hard <laughs> so i hoist him up and then uh like look up and reach my hand up for him to help me up yeah i help him up and we when we do that for all of the steps it takes it takes two hours to make it up 20 feet <laughs> <laughs> how many steps there's about 20 steps you guys have to do this for. Hanging, hanging from this point without the rope and seeing how long it's taking for each step, I am starting to sweat. Just not enjoying where I'm at at the moment. Do we need? Is there any sort of check you need us to make? No. Uh, for like this I'll endurance? You, that, that's, that's a clever enough way to do it. Uh, I'll let you guys get past without a check. Uh, I okay, would like nice. to investigate this door because I am trying to take my mind off of stuff. Sure. That's a seven. It's a door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just keeping it cool. Everything wants me to just break through this and and get out of the, where I'm at. But I will wait for the group. They don't like it when I just do whatever I want. So I guess we will work as a team here. I really want to check out that hole. But I'm going <laughs> to keep going. I feel like if I say anything crazy or suspicious, then it's going to... <laughs> fighting an uphill it battle might backfire right now. Right yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> I'm just not gonna fight it. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward those twenty steps. The la- at the last step, I'd like to help the the goblin up. I'd like knife's edge. I heard the I heard the bard's name again, and then just pull you up in one swift motion. All right. Trying to do it stealthily. All right. That means we're that he has to roll to see if he hears it. Right. What? What? I would like to whisper the information. Wouldn't I notice if he pulls him up? Well, if you're, he's pulling me up, but he's also whispering to me that he heard your name again. Oh, I see, I see, I see. I thought I thought he was trying to sneak pull him up. <laughs> Here, Ak, what is your passive perception? 15. What? I'd say that he hears That's it. That's good. That is good. That's the same as mine, so yeah. Okay, so he's... I say... I would whisper back, uh... Really? That worries me. I don't trust him, but we're stuck with him. 
And uh, as I get to the top and I turn my attention towards the door, expecting uh, Nate to reach back for Hirak. I uh, reach down for Hirak. That that, gets really close to the camera. That was pretty funny. Uh, Hirak, you see the human hand pull you up the last little bit, and you guys are now all standing here on this top platform. Above you, this door is made of stone, and you see that there is a single keyhole in the center of it. I immediately pull out a uh, my lockpicking kit, and I get to work. All right. It's a little bit higher than you can reach, so you have to have Nate give you a boost. <laughs> okay, so I reach up and be like, uh... To get into the cookie jar, yeah, I gotta... <laughs> uh, Nate... <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say something. And I would like to <laughs> hold him up to the, the height. Wait, how do you hold me? Oh, definitely like a like a like lifting up a child under your armpits. <laughs> I just picked you up by your armpits and then lifted you up there. Uh, mm. I like I like shake my head but just go along with it because this is it's like slightly embarrassing, but but okay, this is fine. Um, and I reach up and I try to pick the lock. Uh, what right. do, what's the role for that gracious DM? So that is your dexterity plus your proficiency bonus because you're proficient with your thieves tools. Yeah. Okay. And I believe at one point you told me how many lock picks I had in my thieves tool. You had three and one of and them I broke, broke before. One. So now okay. you have two. Okay. So I'm, I need to just make a note there that I have two. <laughs> that's a two plus seven. Uh, that's a nine. <clears throat> Exioc. You start fiddling with this, and you think that this is just going to be a simple in-and-out lock. As you start working with the tumblers in here, you realize this is much more complex than what you're used to working with. As you put your tools up there, the tumblers feel like they are intricate, and there are a lot of them. And all of a sudden, you feel a little spring go off on the inside, and you're like, wait, oh shoot, that's not good. Uh Uh-oh. Get me down, get me down. As you say that, you guys feel the ground underneath you shift as the platform you're standing on collapses into the wall and you guys all fall down into oblivion. I cast Featherfall on the way down. I cast Featherfall on the way down. Can I do that? You can. As you guys are. You're still tied to the rub, Exioc? I am. This okay. Gonna hurt yeah. bad. As you guys are falling down, you cast Featherfall on them. The Your stomachs go up into your throats for a split second, uh, and then suddenly it's like you're floating on a pillow as you descend downward. Can I attempt to untie the goblin as I'm... I close my eyes. I, I had closed my eyes as soon as I was like, Give me, as soon as I felt the platform go, and I'm still just like... Aah! Nate, you are still holding on to Exioc as this is going down. And you feel Exioc's momentum start to shift to the left. I uh, would like <laughs> to moment, very quickly try to untie him. Would that be like a sleight of hand check? This is going to be a sleight of hand check at disadvantage. Disadvantage. Could I use my point of inspiration to make it flat? Um, or, roll at disadvantage. And then uh, if you need to, you can use your inspiration. Got it. I'm still just screaming. <laughs> I'm going to use my inspiration <laughs> on my lower die. Uh, yep. Okay. And that is going to make it a 15. 15. Yeah. You feel like you are working with the knots and working with it, and all of a sudden, like, you feel the momentum start to shift, and you feel yourself start to move out of the radius of uh, Herox Feather Fall just as you get the knot undone, and you guys are now all falling slowly together in a straight line down. Oh, so we, like, just barely made it, and the rope's hanging there? The rope you see disappears into darkness and starts swinging away, and then it comes back towards you above your heads as you guys all. Wait, feel it's 150 your feet. feet. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry. Uh, it yeah. It's, so it, it's, it plops it's, it's on the there. ground, right? It, yeah. It, okay. Uh, friction, you know, it's out of reach. I was like, I want, I want this. Yeah. Uh, the rope is still there. I apologize. And you guys feel your feet crest onto the smooth stone here on the ground. Uh, looking around, you see the rope disappears into darkness above you. You Wait, see. Wait, doesn't it doesn't uh, reach the bottom? It does. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean the... Okay, like, as as you look up. Okay, okay. I'm being lyrical, Tommy. Sorry, sorry. I was just <laughs> thinking... I was thinking of it wrong. I understand now. Okay. On the ground, you see a black pit about 15 feet across. 
that disappears into darkness below you, and the rope hovers just above it. I open my eyes. Real, uh, wait, Nate, are you still holding me? I'd like to think so, just like a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> okay, I'm like, I open my eyes and be like, wait a second. And I and I look around and be like, what the? Looking for an explanation from someone. Uh, you're welcome. Well, that was pretty handy. How long does that last? Because, hey, Nate, put me down. <laughs> Stop holding you by the armpits. <laughs> <laughs> I I sh- I like shake my head, ears flopping, and like my ears, my arms flailing. Uh, uh, it lasts for it lasts for one minute. Down the next hole. I say. Uh, well, I say. I look up, be like, I want that. <laughs> Actually, I was like, I want that immovable rod. Give me a second. Uh, it lasts for a minute, right? Actually, wait. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Maybe we, yep. maybe we need to get back up. It's been about 10 seconds so far. Do we leave it or do we take it? I need to know in the next six seconds. Take it. I want it. Okay. I'm going to spend my last key point to step in the wind. <laughs> so that way I can climb 80 feet at a time. And get, oh my goodness. And get up there in two turns. <laughs> and then push the button and feather fall down. Holy cow. Spider-Man. <laughs> Just the muscles on you this guy. Nate- like look for a moment and then as soon as you say go for it he is gone (laughs) you see him disappear up the rope in a blink of an eye and then nate you reach up to the top click the button and you feel yourself hurtle down not at a feather fall speed Ah! as you are plummeting towards the ground you start reaching terminal velocity about 100 feet down just as you re-enter the Featherfall atmosphere and slowly make your way to a stop. Oh, oh my god. You almost made me use another Featherfall. <laughs> so we see him disappear for a while, or for like a couple mm-hmm. seconds, and then all of a sudden we see him just hurling back towards us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I th- I'm like, uh, there's just like a, hu- a huge, just like my face is just overcome with fear. Like... Like, my eyes go as wide as saucers. I'm like, no! I'm like, what have I done? How uh, how far is the is the radius for Featherfall? Is it 30 feet? 60 feet. 60 feet. Okay. Yeah. So I was terrified. Uh, and then in the, last, <laughs> oh, yeah. in the last, like, 40 feet, I tried to keep my composition, and I'm now trying to float down, like, paint me like one of your French girls. Give me a performance <laughs> check. Oh. <laughs> What's my performance? It's a zero. Wait, you said zero? Sorry, no, 16 is my performance. I was looking at my modifier. Okay. 16. 16. 16. He looks like a graceful gazelle. Oh. You see a a smile come back to my my goblin teeth, and I I start laughing, trying to cover up how absolutely mortified I was at, at this at me sending him to his premature death that I, I thought. thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna crush us <laughs> just a meteor coming down on these two little four foot five foot bodies you thought before that Nate might have been a fighter but now you're sure this guy's a monk <laughs> <laughs> you guys have about 30 seconds of featherfall left I'm like well we keep going right I really want to jump into that pit I feel like we just jump while we got this. I hock a loogie again. And point my ears out, listening very intently for the sound of a drop. Yeah, you look over the pit, and you see just a little speck of green down at the bottom, and you try to aim your loogie just for it. And you see the loogie disappear into darkness only about 30 feet down. I say, shh, shh, shh. And you see just a tiny little... Little plop as it it sounds more like a plop than a splat. I shudder. I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna have to swim again. Well, you see that you aimed right for the little green speck. And oh, that's what you heard. And I hit it. Yep. Well, it's not too far down. I say Make as I'm it. rolling up the rope and I put the rod back in my pack. I think we should just jump and use the rest of this. This and I and I look at Hirak. I'm like, I don't know what to call this. But let's do it. Let's go. Well, how are we going to get back? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll figure out that out when we need to. Uh, I grab both of them and I and I jump because I'm worried about time. 
All right. Uh, with about 15 seconds left of Featherfall, you guys, uh, Hirak, you're maintaining the spell still, mm-hmm. focusing on it. As you guys lightly descend the remaining portion and land on the ground here. As you guys get down, you realize that you are in a domed chamber. You quickly try to take in as much as you can. You guys still have two torches lit. And you look around to see what's going on. You look behind you, and the first thing that you guys see is a hole in the wall that has iron bars that look like they were across it at one point, but are now bent and twisted and gnarled. Almost So you guys know like what a, a drain storm gate looks like, where it's like yeah. crisscrossed? Yeah. It's like that. But imagine if there was like an explosion on one side of it and all of the crossbars are like gnarled outwards. Outwards towards us? Is it going towards towards us? Towards you. And all around it, you see there are the same glyphs and runes that you've been seeing this whole time. And you see, yeah, these ancient glyphs. And uh, you see that they are a few of them that are like green and flickering and fluttering you see that they're just ever so faintly like coming into view like a dying neon sign you know so that's one part of the room you look around in the center of the room you see a pedestal and you landed right next to this thing and sitting on top about 10 feet above you guys now out of reach is a small little bowl with red markings that looks like it's made of black onyx As you look further around the room, you look up the way that you came from and you see that there are similar glyphs and runes that dot the circle in the ceiling above you. You see more flickering runes all around, but you see one rune is solid green that is unwavering. You now are standing in here. You can see a dim light from the bowl start to emerge and you see that it is ever so faintly drifting towards the two locks or the two sigils that are all around here. The last thing that you see on the ground here are scattered bits of bone and your eyes dart over towards the last part of the room. Against the wall, there is what looks like an erected chair of some sorts made out of debris and bones and just cobbled together whatever. To the left of the throne and to the right of the throne, there are four humanoid figures that are standing there unmoving. Each of them looks like their skin has basically crumpled to their bone, dehydrated, much like the body that you guys saw when you first came in here. But just standing there very still, you see that their eyes are sunken in as you approach a little bit. And sitting on the chair, you guys see in blue tattered robes, sitting cross-legged, there is a skeleton of a man with very thin, taut skin pulled to his face. He has thin wisps of hair, and he's got a jar, like a mason jar to the left of him, and a little like crooked smile across his face, and beady red eyeballs that are planted in his skull. And he looks at you all uh, as you guys take all of this in for the first time, and you hear a voice go, Hmm, well, that took longer than expected. I pulled my, pull out my knives. Who are you? been waiting for this the whole time i pull out my uh rapier i do not ask questions all right he says oh posh put that away you don't know what you're doing here do i recognize the voice he goes (laughs) and then you recognize it Mm -hmm. um i try to talk to him what do i recognize it as it's the same laugh that we heard earlier Um, oh but i mean like is it familiar to to i'm trying to see if it's baron von terso or like a a changed version of him. It does not appear to be so. Okay. Hi, my name is Hirak. Um what's your name? <laughs> I mm. I turn I like glare. I'm like standing there hunched over with two knives like pointed down out of my fist ready to go, you know, like Daryl from Walking Dead and I just look over and glare at Hirak like are you serious you're going to try and talk to this guy right now? It's rude not to ask. Look. Hey. Oh yes, I know. Exactly who you are, Hirak. He won't shut up about you. I'd turn towards Nate and be like, I knew something's up. Yep. Who are you talking about? Oh, you haven't told him yet, have you? Look, mister, I think you have something of mine, and I think I want it back. (laughs) What do you know, Hirak? 
I look super angry and concerned. What do you know that we don't know? Look, you think we have time to talk? This isn't a great time. I'll tell you later. Earlier, you lied to our faces. <laughs> oh, on the contrary, we have all the time in the world. <laughs> okay. I've been locked down here for millennia. I can wait a few moments more. Besides, this is the most exciting thing that's happened since those idiots freed me. Why is it a bad thing that they freed you? Oh, because they don't know what terror they're about to unleash upon the world above them. You see, they sealed me away down here in my laboratory. For millennia, I have laid dormant under the eternal darkness and sand. When I was at my full power, this temple floated above a vast sea, a beacon of light to the would-be worshippers of their court. Oh, I played along, but my research led me to conceal my efforts in the catacombs. I discovered the means to eternal life, and they were just jealous that they didn't have the courage to take the necessary steps. Now they are dead, <laughs> and I... I'm about to conquer the new world, and no one around is powerful n- enough to stop me. <laughs> Not the likes of you, anyways. Some of my muscles relax, and I lower my arms a little bit at the at the sound of eternal life, and I say, You discovered the elixir of life? Oh, curious, aren't we? <laughs> well. My eyes kind of dart back and forth. Unfortunately, a price must be paid for such things. You see... I have this little device here uh, that I crafted over my years of studying necromancy. This is called a Well of Souls. You guys hear just a faint, ah, come from the bull behind you. He says, yes, a rather intriguing device. Uh, A poor, naive cultist posing as an archaeologist spent his life searching for this place, trying to unlock the secrets of the ancient past. And discover eternal life, as it appears that you are also so interested in finding. Unfortunately, he got more than he bargained for. Isn't that right, Tesso? And he turns his head and looks to one of the non-moving figures to his left. My eyes flare with anger. Like, if you look close enough, there's, like, literal fire in my eyes. Mm -hmm. And, Exioc, looking closer now, you can see... Though much shrunken, this is definitely uh, Baron Von Terso. All right. You say, what's the importance of that liquid on the pillar there? Well, you see, it is a power source of sorts, and uh, I need it to escape here. But unfortunately, the souls that I've gathered so far number not quite enough to bust out of this place. As you can see, there's that one pesky rune that refuses to go away, and so I fear that I need a little more juice. Uh, does he gesture towards the rune? Uh, he does. What does it look like? It's like a, a curvy S snake with uh, a line going through it upways and downways. And it's just another one of the runes that you've been seeing along so far. Okay, I would like cool. to climb the pillar in the center that holds the liquid. Exact, and I say, exactly how many more souls do you need? I need you to make a wisdom saving throw really quick. Me? You. That's Nate. Uh, as you start going over to the pillar, you feel your body lock up super tight and as if you can't move. And you hear him go, oh, there's no time for any of that. Exactly how many souls do you need, ancient one? Oh, well... According to my calculations, maybe just one, but three will get the job done for sure. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't. You only need one? Well, I don't know. I've never done this before. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I say, then what, what would you do with the rest of us? Implying well, that I wouldn't be that one. <laughs> like I said, this is an energy source. You see him stand up from his chair and start pacing around. You see he reaches back into his little mason jar, and you see he pulls out a mummified finger uh, and just kind of sucks on it a little bit and just chews on it. Oh. Gross. (laughs) I've got a bad image in my head. Yes. Old (laughs) Nedeboge. They tried to seal me away, they did. But, unfortunately, what is never killed would soon be awakened. Whether they like it or not. <laughs> you see, he's just kind of like talking to himself at this point. Um, you did catch his name, though. is Nedeboge. Nedeboge. Yeah, or Nedebioge. Bioge. 
Yeah. Is he Swedish? N e d i b e o j. Definitely Swedish. I don't know how effective <laughs> this would be. Am I still locked up? Uh, yes, you are. Rip. All right, I put my knives away. <laughs> I put them in their shoes, and I and I and I cross like cross my arms, and I'm like, so what are you planning to do once you get all these souls? Do you need uh, do you need help? <laughs> oh. He tried to be persuasive. Uh, go ahead and give me a persuasion check on that. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it! That's a three. You might have inspiration. So my voice, okay. So my voice shakes a little bit. Oh, should I, should I use my inspiration for that? I don't know. I feel like there uh, could be no, something more important. There could be, yeah. My voice shakes when I say it. <clears throat> Quaint. Well, unfortunately, I believe that I am quite well equipped to be able to handle matters on my own. But I appreciate the sentiment. We gotta. We gotta fight this guy. <laughs> I say, I I point, I point towards towards Baron von Terso, and I say, that one can't be trusted, even in his f- current form. Oh, on the contrary, you see, he lifts a finger, and you see Terso's body stiffens up and starts walking towards you. Oh, he is quite malleable. I I shout, "You stay back, fiend!" As I pull out uh my scimitar, I pull, I pull out my crossbow. Am I still frozen? You are still frozen. Gosh dang it. Do I get a save at the end of every single one of my turns? Uh, let me double check on that. I'm pulling out my crossbow. I'm. Uh, oh, it is at the end of every... So you can make another saving throw right now. Just one? How many turns is it? Just one. Uh, like one. <laughs> okay, that one is uh, 14. Uh, you are still held. Okay, so... Oh my gosh. So I'm shouting at Baron Von Terso not to come closer. Because in the in the stressful scenario, I'm still not grasping the fact that he's actually controlling them. Uh, you see Terso still is walking towards you. He looks much like the figure that you guys fought up in the incubation chamber, uh, mm-hmm. but much smaller and much weaker. Hmm. Well, I mean, we took care of the guy upstairs. So that's, I guess, good to know. Uh should I just shoot him with a crossbow? Should I shoot the the blue guy with a crossbow? I think I should shoot him with big old crossbow. Hold up, hold up, hold up. No, no, we don't need to get dicey here. Come on, we can we can solve this. Can I we roll can again we can figure it? this out? Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's let's talk. Go ahead and make one more roll, Jeffrey. That's an eighteen. You feel your limbs loosen up. What does he say in response to my plead for talking? Oh, I'm afraid the time for talking is just about. I now. shoot him with my. I, cro- I, I shoot. shoot the I shoot the guy talking with with my longbow that I pulled yeah. out. Well, I guess we are. Oh, wait, you, you shoot the guy talking. Yeah. Okay. Before we roll for initiative, go ahead and roll to hit. Oh uh, dang! It was, it's a twenty-three, and if it does hit, I would like to do my special ability called Kensei Shot, where as a bonus action, I make a my longbow attack does a bonus one d four. All right. Nice. Uh, it does hit him. And you see that the bolt glances off of him as if doing no damage. Mm. Like I Rip, said, dude. you are not able to hurt me, so just accept your fate. Oh. I, uh... I uh, glare and say, never! And I rush Baron Von Terso. And that is a great place to end the first part of the finale to our first story arc. Oh, man! Oh. Wow! Oh, nice! <laughs> Uh, man i was just getting going we will be releasing uh, part two here in a couple of days but uh we can't leave our patrons out and hanging so we are going to shout them out real quick and then go ahead and end the episode starting off of course with as always meg the manic pixie meg has been obsessing over her new golden nameplate bearing her name and position however when a customer came into the store she couldn't be bothered to help them because she was quote Busy. Oof. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Keith, the captain of the Destune Fire Brigade, needed some sweet, sweet herbs to burn at night. Not to help him relax, though, but just so that way he could, you know, light them on fire later and feel accomplished for putting it out. <laughs> so he approached the uh, fragrant sanctum 
where he saw a pixie who was, quote, too busy for him. Ooh. Ooh. Oof. <laughs> Going back to Joe the scrawny Goliath. <laughs> Unfortunately, as equally scrawny as he is equally a Goliath. He's been hitting the gym, doing his reps with protein powder and everything, but has yet to get yolked or swole. Rumor has it, though, that the Fragate Sanctum might have a secret swole potion, but a customer service representative was busy. Mm. Oh, a boy. Secret swole Thanks. potion? All right. And uh, thank you to Derek, <laughs> the hooded lifeguard of the Oasis, once considered taking off his hood, but decided against it. Derek prefers to remain anonymous, even when not on the job. If only he would let down his guard so people could get to know him. Maybe a flower from this mm. fragrant sanctum would cheer him up. <laughs> uh, and joining us this week for the first time, we have Sophie, the official Destune tour guide, who takes her job very seriously. Usually, unfortunately, no one wants a tour, but that does not stop Sophie from giving them. She will often be seen walking backwards through town, pointing at different shops and interesting rocks while using lots of dynamic inflection in her voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you to our patrons, mm-hmm. and thank you for listening to this episode of Fire and Dice. Catch us again in a couple of days where we conclude this story arc and find out what happens to our adventurers. No afterburner for this episode. There will be a combined afterburner for episodes six and seven together, and that will be released in just a few days. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thank you. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.